What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Over Macros podcast. As always, I'm your host, Mike Milner, and I have a valuable episode coming up for you right now. However, we need to talk. And I'm going to preface this by saying the issues that I'm about to talk about. It is highly charged. It will probably stir up some emotions and it will probably be controversial. So if that makes you uncomfortable, I totally understand that. You can absolutely stop listening right now, but I feel like this needs to be said. And it's regarding something that happened on Instagram, but it was obviously a bigger issue, just something that kind of manifested. I would say the situation with Instagram was more of a a symptom of what I'm about to discuss. But I, I wanted to put that preface out there that if you are uncomfortable hearing an opinion that's different from your own, if you're uncomfortable hearing a belief that's different from your own, you may want to stop listening. So that's the forewarning. Yesterday, I posted to my stories, there was a major Supreme Court decision. I'm sure everybody understands what I'm talking about. There was a major Supreme Court decision recently to overturn Roe v. Wade. And of course, with all major issues, there is a massive divide. And and I think that this is natural. We are humans, right? It would be crazy to think that we will all agree on all topics. There are certain topics like the topic of abortion that create this extra level of, I, I guess, just emotion, uh, for lack of a better word. It's it's highly charged topic. There are certain topics like politics, like this topic I'm about to touch on, that it creates a lot of intense emotional reaction. And I'm doing a horrible job of explaining because I don't even think that does it justice. So I am a person where I believe in speaking up for causes, for things, um, excuse me, for issues that I believe in. So I am not the type of person that will just be silent when when situations like this occur. I don't, I don't feel any type of way if somebody chooses to not speak out. I don't feel any type of way. I mean, I shouldn't say that. Everybody makes their own decisions, right? Sometimes I feel like the fitness industry in particular is very tone deaf, meaning there are a lot of coaches and there's a lot of people out there that have a platform and they choose not to use it. They choose to just pretend like nothing happened, which is a personal choice. It's not one that I necessarily agree with, but I am also understanding that everyone needs to make a decision that feels right for them. Anyway, so I am going to voice my opinion and my beliefs and my values. And I did so, and I didn't really make it, you know, like it's very clear. If you follow me on Instagram, you knew exactly where I fall. I was extremely disappointed. It was an emotional day. Uh, I was extremely upset with the Supreme Court's decision. Now, I realize that there are a lot of you who are listening to this who probably were celebrating, who were probably thrilled to hear what happened. It's okay to have differing opinions and beliefs. So I put that on Instagram because I feel like it's important that we you know, speak up for what we believe in. I want to do everything that I can to support 
women's rights. I grew up with two older sisters. Um, you know, I, I believe that this is, you know, it's, it's my responsibility as well to use what little platform I have to, you know, hopefully spread some awareness, even if the awareness, you know, especially the awareness to an opinion that's different from mine, just like you should expect me to get curious about the other side as well. I think that that's really important. It goes both ways. Now, what happened was after posting the story to my Instagram feed um, or to my stories, I got a lot of messages. And and truthfully, I had no idea the extent of the messages. Um, Just for context, on an average day, I probably get maybe 10 to 20 DMs for various reasons, you know, just inquiring about coaching or somebody appreciated something that I shared or somebody listened to the podcast and they wanted to let me know that they really enjoyed it, whatever it may be. Sometimes I just get like random like macro questions or things like that. Overnight and after posting what I posted, um, it was in the hundreds, well into the hundreds and it's still coming in. I'm recording this on Saturday, um, Saturday, the 25th, I believe, of June. So I'm still getting messages flooding in. And a lot of the messages originally were like, you know, I'm unfollowing you, um, calling me names, calling me a baby murderer and all of this horrible stuff. And then there were a lot of comments about, you know, thank you for speaking up. Thank you for sharing and all of that. So very divided as expected. A lot of people feeling like they, there's some, for some reason, instead of just hitting the unfollow button, some people feel the need to make this big grand announcement, like, guess what? I'm unfollowing you as if that is going to impact me in any way. Um, I lost a lot of followers, in fact, and I give zero fucks about the amount of followers I lost for posting something that I think is important to share. And it's a a belief that I have that it's different from your own. Now, here's the problem. When you respond that way, and look, any any emotional response is valid. Emotions are valid. Um, However, I would love to at least offer up a perspective where you take a step back and you consider that in that emotionally charged in that emotionally charged moment is it really helpful to remove yourself from a situation where you're being challenged in your thoughts and beliefs and to go seek out an echo chamber and more confirmation bias to never really grow or evolve now i'm i'm saying this from both sides so before anybody says that this is leading one way or the other i'm saying this from both sides I think that it is more productive. And, and again, like if you just look at the landscape of our culture, of our society, it, we are in such a divisive us versus them mindset that nothing ever moves forward. It's everyone's so focused on being quote unquote right and proving the other side wrong that we never make progress. It's, it's just a stalemate. And I talk about this all the time, but we have to try to think about being helpful and useful versus valid or right. And, and, and right is, it can be subjective. 
right? So like, you know, somebody might think that by calling me a baby murderer that they're right. They might think that that's valid. Is that helpful or useful? No, of course not. There's nothing productive that can come from that. Whereas if I wanted to get caught up in this back and forth, us versus them, making valid or right points, I could say, well, actually, statistically speaking, your way is going to lead to more death. So, but, that, but that's not productive either, right? And then we would get back in, in this back and forth and we'd, you know, we'd cherry pick data and we'd confirm our biases and we would never make progress, which is the exact situation that we're in right now. Everyone is so focused on trying to be right and trying to be valid that they block out the differing perspective. They put themselves in an echo chamber. They get angry. They call names. They throw a fit and we never move forward. So for those of you who are listening, number one, and the reason why I'm saying this is, first of all, I, I hope to provide some perspective um, that at least impacts one person to to maybe keep an open mind. And this is, you know, for myself included, I, I think it's important that uh, we all seek out differing opinions and beliefs and try to understand, because even if you don't get it, it's okay. At least you explored, at least you explored a little bit versus just shutting down and trying to put yourself in an echo chamber. Uh, and the second thing that I wanted to say is you should know who you're following and who you're listening to, if you're taking the time and energy to listen to my podcast, to follow me on social media, I'm incredibly grateful for that. But I also don't want there to be any misconceptions. I will tell you what I believe in. I will speak out. I will let it be known what I value. And if those things make you uncomfortable, it is totally a reasonable thing to do to disconnect yourself from that, to stop listening, to unfollow. Um, I don't, I don't need a grand statement. I don't need you to, you know, announce it and say, I'm unfollowing you. Like I, it always cracks me up when I get that reply or when somebody messages me or they'll reply to one of my emails and they're like, you said the word fuck, I'm going to unsubscribe. Like, great. Unsubscribe and also go fuck yourself. Like it just doesn't like, why do I, are you, do you really think that you're that important? Like it anyway. Um, so I, I hope that this message is making sense. And I realize that it is a difficult conversation to have and it, it is charged and, and all those things. But I am the, the purpose of the post was not to ruffle feathers. It was not to make anybody angry. It was simply to stand up for something that I think is important. It is simply to show that this is, it, I value women's rights, especially reproductive rights. And this is not something that I'm just going to be quiet about. And if that makes you uncomfortable, if you can't hear a differing opinion and, and be okay with hearing a differing opinion or a differing belief, then it's okay to leave. And that's fine. Uh, my, my ask is that we just try to take a second to consider, are we so focused on being right and valid that we're losing sight of what's helpful and useful. That's all. Um, one last thing just to, to hammer this home. When a dog starts barking in the neighborhood, all the other dogs hear that dog barking and then they start barking too. 
and you just have mass chaos of dogs barking at each other because the other dog's barking. We are human beings. We can be better than dogs. Okay. So I hope that analogy makes sense in what I'm seeing happening, which is a bunch of dogs barking, except they're actually humans. Right. And, and it just, it doesn't help. It does. It's not useful. I hope that we can be better. And I'm including myself in this. I, I promise I am not coming at this from, I'm on my high horse. I have work to do. I am preaching to myself. A lot of, you may not realize this, but a lot of the stuff that I talk about that I ask of you, I'm also asking of myself because I'm human as well. And humans are complicated and we're messy and we have a lot of shit, like all of us. We all have our shit that we need to work through. And, you know, I am no exception. I don't think that I'm better than anybody. I think that I am right there in the trenches with you guys trying to figure stuff out as well. So I'm hoping that all of us, when I say this, all of us, myself included, can be better. All right. Um, Hopefully that, that was somewhat coherent. I'm not entirely sure. So I guess we'll just make a hard pivot and talk about um, more of the the mindset nutrition side of things. I know there's there's no good segue here, so understand the purpose of that and and let's just move on. I prior to everything that happened, I started to notice a a little bit of a trend happening uh, with some people that that I've been communicating with, some clients and some potential clients and uh, just conversations that have come up lately. And I I've have this strong feeling, actually, it really, the, the conversation was, I had a conversation with another coach and it was a really fascinating conversation. It opened my eyes to something that I think we're experiencing on a, on a pretty big level, on a pretty big scale that's preventing a lot of people from seeing the success that they desire. And I actually feel like it's you're setting yourself up if you fall into this category you're setting yourself up for failure without even realizing it before you even get started this is like stopping you in your tracks before you even get started uh, now i think trying to understand the way that humans work and the way that our brains are wired is an important part of this process um, we are messy right we are complicated we we do act irrationally sometimes we are incredibly biased we're also amazing and we're creative and we're imaginative and and everything in between. But we're being told that we should thrive with an operating system, with a DNA that is built for survival. Understand that we're we're fear-based creatures. We are programmed to seek out danger and and bad situations. And and why why is that? Because we are built for survival. Your brain and your body, there's one goal, keep you alive. And as we evolved, there were many threats to survival. Like if you just look at the age expectancy and how it's increased, like we're talking about a body that was built for like a a 30 year lifespan, probably less, you know, if you date it way back, but now we're living till our, you know, eighties and beyond. And, and there's a disconnect because we're, we're, we have this old operating system in this new world. And it doesn't feel right that we, we seek out negative, right? We seek out danger. We seek out threats because that's a, that's a threat to our survival. We seek out things that could threaten our existence. 
Um, so when we look for comfort, when we look for predictability, when we look, look for certainty, that's the reason why. Understand that about yourself. It's all of us. It's inherent in all of us. It came with the package. You can't send it back. It's why uncertainty makes us really uncomfortable. And change gives us stress and anxiety. Because if it's unknown, if it's unpredictable, then it might be a threat. It might be something that could take us out, right? Even though we know logically and conceptually that that's not going to happen, but we still have this hard coding inside of us. We, it, it explains why if you're given a situation, you could probably rattle off all of the problems more than you could rattle off all of the solutions, right? Like if, if we just use weight loss as an example, and I'm like, what are the solutions to losing weight and, and keeping it off forever? You would probably come up with a few things. And I would like, what are the, the negatives or what are the problems or what are the challenges of, of losing weight and keeping it off forever? You could just go on for days and days. You would never run out of, of things to say. It's easier to come up with problems than it is to come up with solutions. That's the survival instinct. When I say negative emotions are seven times more powerful than positive ones, I'm not saying that from a, a perspective of we are flawed. I'm saying that's just how we are. It's to create awareness. And, it's, and that's what research tells us, all because of our survival instincts. And there's an important piece of this that we have to understand. Let's just say you're, you're weighing yourself every day, okay? And you're checking the scale every single day, which is not good or bad. It just is. You're checking data, okay? So you've probably done this before or you're doing it right now. Let's just say we have a week that we're monitoring data. We're looking at the scale every single day and it goes, day one, you lose a pound. Day two, you gain a pound. Day three, you lose a pound. Day four, you gain a pound. Day five, you lose a pound. Day six, you gain a pound. Day seven, you lose a pound. Okay, the, the net result of that week is you lost one pound, which is an overall win if your goal is to lose weight. However, you have put yourself in an emotional loss because the scale going up one pound will hurt more than the equivalent success of the scale going down one pound. And this concept applies to everything in life. Losing $1,000 will hurt more then winning $1,000 will feel good. So we have to understand that, yes, data is important, but there are emotional consequences to being so hyper vigilant and focused on data because you are setting yourself up for an emotional loss, even if it's a net win, which doesn't seem right. But think about it. Because you're a survival-based animal, when things go wrong, which are perceived threats, we hold on to them more tightly than we do when things go right. Like you can be doing incredibly well, making progress, and still feel internally like you're at a net negative because of the emotional downside or the emotional loss that you've experienced. Okay, let's just use that, that same week as an example where you lost a pound overall. You're checking the scale every day. It went down, up, down, up, right? But overall, it was a net loss. So you're, you're winning. And let's also say that you had a lot of energy that week and you felt stronger in the gym. So your performance was getting better. But there was a couple days where you fell completely off track 
and you were frustrated on the days where the scale went up. Even with the progress that you're making, it might still feel like you're struggling. And you might communicate to yourself like, man, those, those two days where I was just totally off track, like, why can't I stay consistent? Why do I keep failing? Right? You're looking at, at this situation as failure, even though you're in a net positive situation because the emotional loss has taken its toll because we hang on to the negatives more than the positives. So even a logical win can feel like a loss. Now, let's take it one step further. And then you can see what I'm talking about when I say you're setting yourself up for failure without even knowing it or setting yourself up for failure before you even begin. How do you define success? I actually want you to take a minute, maybe pause this episode right now. Maybe pause and and identify what success means to you. Not what does it mean, but literally, how do you define it? Like, what constitutes a success for the week? If you're talking about your nutrition and your fitness, what do you define as success? And this was the conversation that I had with another coach. And I said, what are your, you know, she was asking about some clients that are struggling. And I said, what do they define as success? And she was like, well, here's what I think it is. And she started giving me her own interpretation. And I was like, do you see what just happened there? I asked you what they define, how they define success. And you gave me your answer, but your answer might be dramatically different than their answer. Okay. So imagine your own definition. Does it mean I hit my macros perfectly? I get my steps in. I get my workout in. I drink my water. I get quality sleep. I manage stress and I'm seeing tangible progress. Like that might very well be your definition of success. Do you see why that's problematic? Because you have set yourself up where all of those things have to go perfectly right in order for you to define yourself as successful. But guess what? You're more likely to not hit all of those things all the time and to hold on to the emotional loss of not reaching your definition of success, which looks a whole lot like perfection. And we know that perfection is impossible to maintain or sustain. So you have literally set yourself up to fail before you've even begun. If you're holding yourself to that standard, which I believe that many of you are, because I used to be the same way. Success was all. It was all the things all the time. And if it wasn't success, it was a a nothing, right? One of the most damaging cognitive distortions that we all have, all or nothing thinking. It's one of the big 10. I did a whole episode about them. We are setting ourselves up for an emotional loss when we set the standard of success that high. When all of these things need to go right, the more things that need to go right for you to be successful, the less success you're going to experience. It's That's math. That's called probability. If I need one thing to go right to be successful, I'm putting myself at a huge advantage. If I need two things to go right for me to be successful, I'm putting myself at a huge advantage, but less of an advantage as one thing. And the more things that I add, even even if those things are very reliable, it doesn't matter. The more things I add, the less I, the, the more I'm lowering that probability of success, right? One to two things going right is way more likely than 10 things going right. 
hopefully that makes sense. So you're, you're setting this expectation and you're setting the standard of what success is supposed to look like. Where in the conversation I had with this coach was that what likely was happening was that the client's definition of success was wildly different than the coach's. And there was a big disconnect. So the client's like, well, I didn't do all the things all the time. So I'm struggling and I'm not successful. Where the coach was like, no, I just need you to do like one or two things. Right? Like, what if your standard for success was much more realistic and sustainable? What if you had one to three things? that you needed to achieve each day to, quote, win the day. And that was it. And most importantly, what if you celebrated when bad shit doesn't happen? Because most of the time, we only celebrate the the moments, the monumental milestone victories, which, again, is creating a scenario where you are more prone to an emotional loss. If you're only celebrating milestone victories like 10 pounds down, 25 pounds down, 50 pounds down, we do this in life as well. We celebrate birthdays. We celebrate anniversaries. We celebrate holidays. What about days when bad shit doesn't happen? Because that's a win. Like neutral is a win. If you can learn to celebrate when bad shit doesn't happen, you will counteract the the negative emotional downside that we are all prone to. You have to learn to celebrate when bad shit doesn't happen. Like I didn't blow myself up today. That's a win. Celebrate. The scale didn't move. It stayed the same. That's a win, right? Bad shit not happening is a win. We have to level the playing field. So understand we are wired to spot the bad more easily than we are to spot the good. So we have to be intentional. Maybe you start journaling about, you know, hey, today was just a neutral day. I didn't, I didn't get all of the things done, but I got some things done. So I'm going to celebrate that as a win because bad shit didn't happen today. Does that make sense? Like actually count it for yourself. Give yourself an emotional edge. Understand what your standard of success looks like. And you have to try to counter that that susceptibility to the emotional downside so that we can level the playing field. This, This is important in life, right? Don't just celebrate your birthday. Don't just celebrate your anniversary. Don't just celebrate on holidays. Celebrate your life every day that bad shit doesn't happen. You know, life will throw a series of shit storms at you. It's like one after the next. So when you crawl through a shit storm and bad shit is no longer happening, even if it's not the best day ever, even if it's not a milestone, celebrate when bad shit doesn't happen. Journal about it, reflect on it, be proud. Hopefully that makes sense. Um, I do have to mention, because we're going to wrap up here in a second, but I do have to mention that you can celebrate yourself by treating yourself, one of the things that you can do is treat yourself for no reason. Like It doesn't have to be a birthday. It doesn't have to be a holiday. It doesn't have to be a reason. Just treat yourself because. Prioritize yourself just because. Get yourself a massage. Do something for yourself just because. Just because it's Saturday. Just because it's Tuesday. Just because it's whatever day. One of the ways that you can do that is you can get yourself some Organifi products. 
which is an amazing way to treat yourself because not only is it a reward for you, but it also supports your journey to better health, getting yourself in a better routine, getting yourself feeling better, right? Celebrate the day where, hey, I took my Organifi green juice. I took my Organifi gold juice before bed. I'm going to celebrate the win because I know that I did something for me to help move me forward. They have amazing products, the highest quality of ingredients. You know how much I love Organifi. And we have 20% off their entire site for you guys at Organifi.com slash PopFam. You would use code PopFam at checkout. It's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash PopFam. I highly recommend their greens drink if you struggle in getting, if you struggle getting in enough veggies, do something for yourself. Treat yourself. You deserve it, right? Do it. Treat yourself. I highly recommend their gold chocolate as part of your wind down routine. Absolutely delicious. My recipe, Mel's recipe, warm up some almond milk, put in the gold chocolate, froth it up, and then add a little dollop of whipped cream or true whip or some topping of your choice. Um, it goes, it's like the perfect hot chocolatey drink before bed, calms you down, puts you into that rest and digest mode. They've got amazing products. Check out the whole line of products that they have at Organifi.com slash PopFam, P-O-P-F-A-M. Use code PopFam at checkout. Um, I know that this episode went in several directions, and I know that for some of you, it may have been difficult to listen to. I appreciate if you're still here, if you're still listening. Um, Hopefully, there was some value because my objective here is to be helpful and useful, not to be right. I don't care about being right. I don't care about being valid, right? I don't care about proving a point. I literally just want to be useful in some way to some people. And if we accomplish that, amazing. If not, I'm gonna keep working on it. Thank you guys for showing up and I will talk to you all very soon.